All right, welcome everyone to this episode of the Pivot Play Podcast. And today I am super excited to have what I'm describing as a true power couple with us today. Um, but uh, from for every occasion, the Cups and Cupcakes, we have Anitria Odom. And uh, so we were just discussing her intro. And what I need you to know is that this is just a really fantastic story to me of someone who finds, you know, a passion uh, in their adult years and then just decides to run with it. So Anitra is now officially known as the Philly Cake Lady. Did I get that right? Yes. Um, and so she has built both a name and a brand and um, has offered fantastic service and creations to her customers. So that said, welcome Anitra and Kyle. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't seen you guys in, in years. Right. Other than uh, through social media. Um, but what I have noticed in all the pictures, everyone's always smiling real big. The only other thing I could see is like me, Kyle has a little bit of silver, you know, trying to just, invade just, the just a little. Just a little. Yeah, yeah. I got I got, you know, I rep them. I don't I don't color, I don't take them out. But no, <laughs> super, super thrilled. Um, so so just talk to me about how you became the Philly cake lady. How, how does one do that? Well, a lot of my customers didn't know my name. Okay. And so they started calling me their cake lady. The cake lady, I, we would be out in restaurants and they're like, hey, they got my cake lady, my cake lady. And after a while, you know, it's, it's stuck. But then I started hearing other people being called the cake lady. So from there, I was like, well, you know, I'm from Philly. My business is in Philly. Majority of my clientele is Philly. So let's add Philly on the front of that and call you know myself the Philly Cake Lady. So that's how that came about. Okay. So I gotta say that's powerful branding. And is is you know, if you got a powerful brand, you can do pretty much anything that you want. So kudos to you on that. Thank um you. so talk to me right now about the current business climate. How are things in Philadelphia for a business owner? Things actually are good right now. And the beginning of the pandemic, you know, everybody was running around like a chicken with their heads cut off, but it actually leveled off and things got really good. Our business began to grow during this pandemic. Okay. So talk to me about the growth because, you know, again, having a business, being in this really just bizarre time, none of us have ever seen anything like this before. And literally small businesses are tipping over by the hundreds, if not the thousands on it. That's a just, there's now momentum in that direction. So you're saying it's actually good. So it's bad for a lot of other people who are right. struggling and losing their businesses. How is, tell me how it's good for you. I think because people aren't able to travel, they aren't able to go out and do the things that they would typically do. So they're like, you know what, we're going to celebrate life. If the birthday party is on a Tuesday, we're going to have a big birthday cake and you know, on a Tuesday. So before we would get majority of our um, business specialty cakes would be the weekend, Friday mm -hmm. and Saturday would be our big days. But now it's all week long, you know, so people are um, having these parties, even if they don't have a lot of people at their house, they're buying these extravagant cakes, you know, because they have the extra income because they're not traveling and doing, you know, the typical things that they would normally do. Right. So, and also, with the Black Lives Movement, that actually helped us grow too because people was looking for Black businesses to support 
you know, even white people was looking for that. So we were getting phone calls like, where are you? We read your story. We want to come and support you. People were traveling 45 minutes. They were traveling, you know, an hour to come and support us. So, you know, our names really started getting out there during that time and right. things just progressed. So I, and I'm sure. So while we're on that, so I'm sure that there is obviously an element of, you know, word of mouth, which is a really powerful way to to you know, get the word out about your business, but you've also been fortunate enough to be, you know, in publications. Um, you know, I was doing my little research and I saw you guys on Fox. So how is that other sort of bigger scope type of um, publicity? How's that been helpful to the business? Oh man. When we were on Fox first, Fox contacted us on, it was what, like a, a Friday, a Thursday or Friday. Mm -hmm and said, hey, we found you. We want to, you know, air a black business. And so um, we would like to come to you on, it was a Wednesday they were coming, the next Wednesday. Say, okay, fine. And from the time they left, the phones were ringing off the hook. There was lines for the rest of the week going out the door, down the street. So it's been really good, you know, the publicity. A little overwhelming, you know, because... Yeah. The staffing, you know, we don't have as much staff as I would want, right. but it's been really good. Right. So, so now take me back to to the beginning, right? Before, you know, you ended up in this facility where, again, you haven't always done this. I don't, right. I don't believe that you you didn't go to culinary school or whatever. Yeah. Baker's, I don't know where Baker's goes to school. <laughs> Baker, <laughs> Baker's <laughs> College, I guess. Is. <laughs> um, so, so, so walk me back to the talk me talk me through this. Okay, so for years, you know, I was praying like, Lord, what is it I'm supposed to do? My husband and I got married. I was working, but he said, you know, I was miserable working. You know, the money was good, but I didn't like my job. And he said, you know, I don't want you to work unless it's something you really want to do. So right after we got married, like a month later, I quit my job and I was a stay-at-home mom. And then I went back to school two years after that. We started our family, having kids. The first one I was like, okay, cool. We already discussed staying home, you know, with the children. Then the second one came right behind that one. I was like, oh God, I'm a little bored. You know, it was nice being home to raise my girls, raise my son. Um, but I just kept feeling like there's more in me. There's there's more to life than this, right. you know. And so I started wedding planning. And when my bride kept saying, I want cookies, I want cookies, I'm like, where am I supposed to get these cookies from? I didn't know anyone that baked, anyone that did decorating like that. And that was what, 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was like 10 years ago. So when I went to the local craft store, because someone sent me there, like, they do cookie classes, but they didn't. They said, well, we stopped. And so they said, but uh, we do have cake decorating class. I'm like, I don't want to decorate cakes. You know, but they said, well, we'll teach you the cookie concept. I said, all right, my husband convinced me to do it because I didn't want to. I heed and haul. Uh, took the class, hated it. Um, by the next course is when they taught the cookie concept. Mm -hmm. And then one day I had homework to do. I couldn't figure it out and I YouTubed it. And when I YouTube and I saw all these big, beautiful cakes, I said, if I do cakes, it's gonna be cakes like this. So I learned how to do specialty cakes before I could do a sheet cake, you know? And that's when I realized, wait a minute, whatever I lay my eyes on, I was able to recreate in cake, which I didn't know that that was in me. You know, you don't know things until you start to walk it out. So let's talk about an idea whose time has come. Right. I'll put it that way, um, because I can go back to, you know, even a time when I was a child. I mean, it was it was sheet cakes. It was bunt cakes. 
you know, they might be, you know, but it was, you know, somebody probably doing this part time and just, you know, they might misspell your name. I mean, but now it's like this, this, this true art form has come out of, you know, sort of the baking industry. And so, you know, it's, it's sort of, it seems like this, this, the timing of this perfect marriage, you know, clearly there's always a demand for cake, but to add this extra element of creativity, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I want to, you know, start asking questions about like how you, you know, how do you do this stuff might be some, cause you talked about the cookie concept. And so, you know, so it could be trade secrets. I don't I don't want nobody coming putting a bag over my head or anything. So. <laughs> you know, but but so let me but now I got to leapfrog a little bit. So, Kyle, for you, um, it's kind of interesting. Sort of your your role in this, right, because first, you know, um, as a husband saying, you know, if this work that you're doing is not purposeful for you, then let's not do that. Right. And mm -hmm. so obviously one, the motivation to do that secondarily to be in the position to do that, right? It's not an option open to everyone. And then it seems as this other sort of purpose and vision was being exposed, you seem like you were the one who was encouraging. So talk to me about your position and how you kind of see what Anitra is doing. Well, definitely. I mean, I, I think the role of the husband in the marriage is to be an encourager, is to kind of bring out the best in your wife and your children. So when we first got married and she really wasn't enjoying the job that she had, I was like, well, don't do that. Do something that you really enjoy and we'll figure it out no matter how long it takes. Because I was like, well, try this or try that or try this or try that and we'll figure it out. And then once she stumbled across this cake decorating thing, I was like, all right, let's see. Let's see what we want to do. So a little bit of addition to the story is like she started in the house and she was taking the classes and the living room and the dining room and all of these other places. We're kitchen. starting with the kitchen. <laughs> Everything was becoming yeah. the at-home bakery. Right. And we got to a place where it's like, okay, this seems to be it. Because that one class turned into about five classes and she really started enjoying it. So I was like, well, let's keep going. Let's see how far we can get and see what happens. So again, I was always going to encourage her and I was going to bring whatever skill set that I might've had to help that journey. Because I, I, I said this once before, I think the two become one and that's true. Her strengths and my strengths, our weaknesses, we complement each other. Mm -hmm. So the things that she was really great at was, okay, she had the vision, she could make cake, she had that eye, not nonstop, just amazing. I brought some of the business acumen to the, to the, to the, um, to the business, obviously, because I, I had some businesses in the past. So I was like, okay, the only thing that really changed was quote unquote, the widget piece, which is right. the thing that you're making mm -hmm. still the mental sound things of business was still there. So I said, well, let me see what we can do. And, you know, we started doing the advertising and the marketing and, right. and the, the internet stuff. So all of that started just working and we were working well together. And we just said, well, let's see how far we can take this. Right. So just so the audience understands, can you talk a little bit about your particular skill set, Kyle? Well, actually, what I do, I um, I'm a creative person. I actually started out as a graphic designer, turned into a web designer. I actually did some work for the city and as at the role in that city, I was the director of web and creative services. So I had a lot of skill in far as far as a uh, media and I had a lot of skill as having my own web design business. So what I was able to do was to come together with Anitra and say, OK, well, I know for business we need to have A, B, C and D. So let's make sure we have those things in place as far as getting a sound business plan. Let's go out and see what we can do about financing, what we can do about 
building relationships with banks and investors. Um, so I brought all of that to the table and we started just kind of brainstorming together like, okay, well, let's really see what we can do. And when we finally got out of the house and moved into an actual storefront location, we were talking and getting advice on, well, how do you negotiate your leases and how do you set up terms and how do you know what's a good deal and what's not a good deal? So those are the things that a lot of people kind of miss behind the scenes when they're like, oh, I have this great idea. I want to start this business. But they miss the business part of it. Right. Yeah. And it's one of the things that we talk about um, on this podcast is that, you know, the there's this triangle to business. Right. And so at the very top of the triangle is the product or the service. And and, you know, you being in tech, like there's a lot of products that are not not even necessarily best of breed. They're not best in their industry and their vertical. Just someone knows how to market the heck out of it. Right. Um, and so there's the product of the service, but then there's how well you manage it and then how well you market it. Right. So mm -hmm. if you, if you can't market it, no one's going to know. And if you can't manage it, no one's going to care. Right. So, but I think you, you mentioned something, you know, in terms of, you know, kind of what I call the infrastructure that really, really supports a business. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, you said how this, how this, how that. And I think that's for some people where they bail on mm -hmm. the idea. Like I said, it's not the creative side. It's not the, the fun thing. It's not necessarily, you know, that expression of their passion, but you still need, you know, a stage has to be built on something. Exactly. Um, so a lot of those hows, it's like you either learn how to do it or you go out and you get the expertise to make sure that you're not making bad decisions. Like you talk about getting into a lease you know, that's it. It's contract, right? That's a, that's a, that's a big deal. And, you know, I've been through that as a storefront business owner. So were you able to navigate a lot of those things on your own or did you reach into the Rolodex and start, you know, reaching out to your contacts and people to help out? Yeah, I'm a big believer in using your network. So I think that we know enough people that we know someone who knows someone who's dealing with the situation we may be dealing with. Right. So when we were going up against a new thing, we were like, okay, well, I don't really know this. She might not know it. Let's reach out to someone who might, who can yeah. put us in contact with someone. Right. So before we make major decisions or major steps, we want to get as much information as possible right. so we can make the best decision. And then we come down and we both look at it and it's like, this makes sense. This makes sense. You in agreement? I'm in agreement. Let's move forward. Right. So that's kind of how we do things. So how do you guys move past things when, when it's not just shaking of heads and yep, let's go do that. Right. There's how do you manage the difference of opinion or, whether that's on timing, approach, or whatever those things might be? Well, I think we kind of know our roles in the business. So if it's anything creative or product-wise, if Anitra's like, well, we need to roll out this new flavor or this new thing, or I want to run this new promotion, or I want to run this new special, that's her space. So I'm like, okay, great, let's do that. If it's anything on the business side, as far as maybe the finances or trying to expand or growing, or are we in a position to add more staff or to expand to a second location or a third location or open up something different. She kind of knows that that's what I handle. And she looks at me and she said, well, can we do that? And I was like, well, where are we trying to get to? Let's look at the numbers. Yes, we can, or we need to wait a little bit before we can make that happen. So the arguments are, are, are very few in between or the disagreements because I lean to her as to what she knows and I trust it. And she leans to me as to what I know and she trusts that. So that makes it easier. Now, it wasn't always like that, though. If there were some challenges in the beginning, you know, but as we grew, we had to learn how to, number one, respect each other's opinions and respect um, the space that we were in. You know, this is what I know. This is what you know. Um, and so now it's much easier 
to work together. It's a lot easier now actually mm-hmm. to work together because, you know, I, I look to him for certain things and now he looks to me for certain things. Like neither one of us knows everything, you know? Right. And so um, now we just learn to work well together. Right. And it certainly there's a strength to the partnership, right? And, and building that trust. And, you know, again, one of the things that I've been preaching to people about uh, for a while, in particular, the last few months is it is going to demand exactly what you guys are exhibiting, which is that partnership, which has to be built on the foundation of trust. I think for some people who either one are facing certain challenges um, are going to have to learn to build those relationships and trust it to get out of the situation they're in. But also people who want to be able to really see and, ex- and exploit these opportunities, it's going to require the same thing. I don't I think that the idea of people just succeeding solely on their own and, you know, you know, self-made this and self-made that is, is, is a myth. It doesn't really work like that. There's going to have to be some partnerships. So I, you know, and I think Anitra, just for our, for our audience, when we spoke originally, um, I saw the last video that you guys put out. And I think one of my comments, you like that was extremely well done. You know, I see a lot of videos sort of commercial pieces on and promoting business, but that was just, expertly well done it's like that that's a winner for me and that's what kind of got us talking and then you mentioned well you know on the technology side of things that's not really you that's you know that's where that's where your husband comes in so again just demonstrating that the partnership and what you guys are doing is such a powerful example so let's so let's go back to um the business is overtaking the house um you know so clearly you got the kitchen but now you're probably, you know, out in other rooms and there's probably boxes and yeah, Lord, was, Lord knows what. All the way out the garage. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was the kitchen, the dining room, and then once it expanded into the living room, and they had to go upstairs. My family had to go upstairs and eat in the bedroom, put a towel down on the bed. And the kids, I said, you know, this we can't do this, we can't keep doing this. And the squirrels, they started ripping at our screen windows. Oh, they could smell what you were. <laughs> and my neighbor, yeah, they were they were run from the front window to the back window, and I'm you know trying to shoo them away. And then my neighbor, she says, you know, every morning four o'clock in the morning, I'm awakened by the smell of cakes. I can't sleep because of the smell. And so you know you can't you're not supposed to sell food out of your home, but you know you have to start somewhere. So I said, okay, we built a following, you know. I, took over the house, it's time for me to move out. Right. So I, now I'm going to stop you right there because I want some people to go back. Um, it actually wasn't my podcast. I was actually on Rashid's podcast last week. And with the central question was, is it possible to achieve a high level of secular success and follow basically follow all the rules? I said no. All right, I won't get into his answer, but what you just said is an example of that, right? Like I'm gonna, it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, you know, right. while I'm getting my, I'm getting myself together here. I'm gonna, you know, I was praying the whole time. Like, <laughs> don't let him. Don't let the. <laughs> please don't let nobody call on me. <laughs> please don't let nobody shut me down. Please, I'm gonna get it together as soon as I get enough money, enough followers, where I can sustain outside of the home because it's totally different outside of the home, the in home, your overhead, my overhead is crazy. Oh, and so yeah. when you are starting, you can't maintain that. It's no way. Right. And so you so you did what you had to do, right? And like I said, all, all respect for me, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna put this clip along with that other clip 
you know, and I tried to give him examples too. You know, at one point, you know, it was illegal for people of color in this country to read. It was just flat out illegal. And somebody said, mm, no. And not only did they learn how to read, they taught other people to read. And that knowledge opened the floodgates to our freedom in this country. You know, so that's, a, again, that's, a, that's a, a moral and ethical compass question. But thank you so much for, for uh, being transparent. And, and then that's just because I'm a techie. I can't help it. So did you, from the time you started in the house to before you moved out, was it the same oven, same stove, same setup? Or did you, like, I need a different oven? Did you stick with the same gear you started with? Well, in the end, I decided because I started reading about um, convection ovens. And I said, well, let me try one. But it was a residential convection oven, which is totally different from commercial. Mm -hmm. So we got rid of the oven, which was perfectly fine, the conventional, and did the, and I, I hated it, you know, and couldn't wait to, you know, leave the house and start fresh with a new oven. But that was a whole new learning curve for me. Right. Yeah. So this has been a lot of learning for you. Oh, right? definitely. And, and just to chime in, I mean, I think that's one of the things that people sometimes miss mm -hmm. because when you're working out of the house, everything is great, sweet and dandy. Um, but once you move to professional level equipment, commercial level equipment, things change. Things are bigger, things are faster, things are more expensive. So now you're dealing with, okay, the measurements that we may have used at home aren't the same here. Right. The amount of time I took to cook it here isn't the same here. So those are things. So now you're using the exact same ingredients, but because of those changes in the equation, the taste is different or the consistency is off. Oh, wow. Now you're like, well, what's up? I'm using the same thing. So then the nutrients up there trying to figure out, well, what do I have to add more of or what do I have to change or what do I have to take out? Because those things happen and a lot of people miss that. They're like, okay, if I'm at home, I can easily just run into the commercial storefront situation and everything will be great. No, it's a whole new ballgame. It's just like when you come from the amateurs to the pros, it's different. Right. right. And so on that note, you know, again, having been a storefront business owner before, I could imagine just the differences with signage, things you have to do mm -hmm. with insurance. You probably had to retrofit the building. You got all that, all that 240 pulled in there because I know them ovens and stuff, you know, ain't working. They didn't know 120 yeah. know, working, working those devices. So, um, so was there any anxiety, any nervousness, like when you actually went to go sign the lease and thinking about the finance for the equipment? Um, help the audience out and walk us through emotionally what that's, what that's like. Oh, emotionally. Just an emotional wreck. <laughs> Because you want to make sure you're making the right decisions. You don't know if you're making the right decisions because you've never been down this road before. Right. You know, and a lot of people around you haven't either. You know, and then even going to the banks, um, they're like, you're a newbie. You know, we don't trust you that much to invest in you. You know, so now you have to prove to them that, listen, I'm worth investing in. You have to invest in yourself. You have to just take those chances. You know, the, the great thing is my husband was so supportive, not only su supportive, just, you know, encouraging me, but financially. Like, you know what? We have to show the bank that we invest in, you know, ourselves. We have to put up this amount, our own right. money. You know, whatever I have to do to help, you know, build this thing, we're going to do it. And then when, as people saw us building and just doing it ourselves, right. wanted a part of it. So they came and, you know, my family members came and helped financially, gave this, gave that, you know. So 
it, it was good, but the anxiety, you know, just not knowing, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? You know, Lord, shut this door if it's not supposed to be, you know, it, it was it was a lot. It was very stressful. Right. And like I said, having haven't been there. Everything costs more. Phones cost more and Internet costs more, all these things. And so just because it's now commercial, right, the same, yeah. you know, service you had at home, they're going to charge you more than twice for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how did how did you make your decision on location? For one, um, you know, just being in school at one time, being in business, location, 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 that's all they tell you. And so I wanted something that was close to home, also wanted something that was close to the kids' school. So, you know, if they fell ill, I can just go and pick them up still. Um, So it was a location that, um, a very high traffic location, not so much uh, walk up traffic, but it did meet the requirements that you know i had one two three so i was like okay people can get here it's easy Mm -hmm. to find there's street parking um and again it's not far from home five minutes from home at the time and five minutes from the kids school so it was perfect for me right so talk to me about um hiring your first employee (laughs) hiring my first employee that that was nerve-wracking too because she was very good, very good. Um, but the you know, when you first start now, you don't have the money. You're the dishwasher, you're the customer service rep, the decorator, the janitor, everything. So, you know, when she came in and she asked for what she asked for, I was like, Oh god, I don't know, you know, but I wanted to hire her, but I'm you know, weighing everything. And then my husband said, You have to hire her, hire her if the business can't pay. I'll pay, but you guys will eventually grow. You know, I'll pay her salary. Right. You know, but the good thing is, once I took that leap of faith, her salary was paid. Every we didn't miss yeah. a beat. You know, business was coming, and every time I hired another employee, the same thing. Business was just growing and growing. You know, it. Sometimes we were scraping the bottom, but we never went without. Right. And I just want to add to that. It's like. We're we're um we're Christians and we kind of walk by faith and God tells us like if you reach out I'll I'll prove myself so we would take that leap of faith and he was like okay I see that you're believing that I'm going to make this happen so we would hire the person and then we start getting more business and they'd be like okay well let's hire the next person and then we would start getting more business and that that's how it has been this whole journey. When we got to the point where we wanted to get out the house to finally get to a storefront, we were looking and we found something like Anitria said that was close by. And one of the great things about it was it was actually a, previously a restaurant. So okay. it had a lot of the things yeah. already fit out for us. So we didn't have to come out from scratch and just start from bare bones and, you know, rebuild out everything, frame it all out. No. So God was like, okay, I see you, you want to get this storefront. I'm going to give you a place that's kind of already there for you because you believe that I'm going to do it. Nice. So we would step out and we didn't know what we were doing design wise. We didn't know how we were going to lay things out. We didn't have architectural drawings. We just started throwing stuff together, started putting together counters and this is going to be over here and this is going to be over here. When are we going to open? I don't know. And then the nature just picked a date arbitrarily. And it's so funny because November 30th is our anniversary for the business. And that day always resonates for me because we just picked it. It wasn't a well, this is our plan and this is everything. Sometimes you just have to right. just start 
doing it. was it. like, we're going to open this Saturday. Yeah. We're not, <laughs> exactly. this Saturday, we're just going to open. We're just going to do it because you could keep making up excuses. Yeah. Oh, well, this has to get done first. And this has to get, well, I have to research this first. You know, that can go on and on and on. Right. And I was like, no, we have to start. We have to open. Right. And so, that, and right. So that idea of taking the action, right. Making, making something happen, right. Just draw a line in the sand. This is it. We're going, it's going to work. It's not going to work. If not, we'll go back and we'll fix it. Yeah. So how so on that note, um, how how often and in what ways do you guys get the opportunity to sort of share what you've learned, you know, along this journey with other people? Well, I do a lot as far as um, I go back to my old high school, okay. uh, talk to the students there. I teach uh, cake decorating at my place um, at the at the bakery, actually. But once. COVID hit, you know, we had to stop that. Um, and I'm trying to, you know, ride that out. I don't want to start it back up right now. Um, virtually, you need more hands-on. So people were asking for the virtual class, but I'm like, no. Um, and also, you know, we allow interns to come in. We teach them um, because most times this, the pastry schools, they don't know what I know. You know, they don't decorate the way we decorate at the bakery. Right. So, um, I mean, we, we do a lot. What, what else? Um, whenever, when you start doing business, you start running into like a lot of people who start wanting to know how you got yeah. to do business. And you have someone who's always doing something out of the house or they have a hobby or they have a desire or they have a passion to do something. So just basic conversations may come up and, well, how did you do it? Or what is right. it that made you do it? Or what steps did you take? You know, being on podcasts like yours, you know, people find out that you do something and they see some success. They see that you may be at a further place than when you first started. So they want to know, well, how did you do that? Right. So it's basic conversations people are asking. And I do sit on panels and I do speak to up and coming entrepreneurs. People call me and ask me, you know, am I willing to do seminars? And I do. Mm -hmm. that awesome. Is awesome. Awesome. I love that. And once you reach a certain level, duplication has to become part of the program right you know helping to deposit that in other people uh and so I, we, we kind of answered this in a way but i want to get more specific with it in terms of the role of faith and the role of courage mm -hmm. in what you're doing so we kind of touched on it but i want to get in there a little bit deeper because some of this stuff and i wanted to ask kyle before like where does he put all his man of the year trophies you know because he you know do you 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 stepping up in, in a major way um which is which is awesome to see but again there are those moments right it's like you know there's moments very satisfying there's others that are filled with question and doubt and others like you know taking that next step hiring that employee signing that lease you know signing off on that loan or whatever it is but talk to me more about maybe more specifically the role of courage and what you guys are doing well for me it has been, um, you know, I'm, I'm always praying like, Lord, what should I do next? What should I do next? And, you know, it's things that he said to me and then I'm afraid to step out, but then I do it, you know, and then he shows himself to me. And this happens over and mm -hmm. over and over again. So the more it happens, the more my faith is built. And with your faith being built, the more, um, courage you have, the more um, 
you know, it just raises your self-esteem even more. And you're like, mm -hmm. you know what? God got my back. So I got this. I'm going to do this. So the next time you go to step out, you're not as reluctant as you were, you know, the first two times or the third time. Right. You know, it's easier to move forward. Right. Yeah. And and to add to that, one of the things that I'm 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 good at is remembering the last time. So we may be in a situation and we're about to do another big thing. And I'm like, well, remember the last time we went from this or this time last year, we weren't at this dollar amount, but we're here now. So imagine where we couldn't be, could be the, a year from now. So it's constant. Remember where we were, remember where we were, remember where we were. That kind of helps. Oh yeah, that is what happened. That is what happened. Just like you said, from faith to faith. And I might be the one that'll bring that up because in the midst of a certain thing, you might forget. You're like, oh my God, this is this new scary situation. How are we going to do this? This dollar amount is 10 times bigger than the last dollar amount that we had to put out. But it's like, but remember that. And then that will be like, okay, okay, Lord, this on you, Lord. Don't, don't disappoint, Lord. Come on, you all, Lord, come on. So you get to that place and you're like, all right, I got you. And then something happens and you're like, oh, wow. You know, so that's kind of what it is as far as the courage goes. It's just like remembering what he did do. And that'll help you to do right. something. So, for example, when we first started, we weren't able to just, you know, put people on payroll in the very beginning. And so, you know, you have the taxes, you're a small business and all. And then we did. And the first time I was like, get everybody off of payroll. Oh, my God, we can't do this. You know, but then I was like, all right. I want a legitimate business. Mm -hmm. You know, I want a business. I don't want a bootleg business. I want to be able to have everything in order, have my ducks lined up, mm -hmm. have my T's crossed, you know, I's dotted to go to the next level. Because when you don't do things like indecency and in order, I feel like, you know, it, it's harder for you to, to grow. But then when you trust them and you do things that the way they're supposed to be done, you know, the growth comes and it's like, okay, you did it. You believed. You trusted me. You mm -hmm. you did the right thing. You know. So, and 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 that also adds to getting real people. Like, there's a point where you need to have an accountant. Right. There's a point where you need to have a lawyer. There's a point where you need to have consultants that work with you because you need to legitimize your business because you're trying to do real things and plan and move forward. You're right. accounting those things that you just can't use uh, TurboTax to do anymore. There's certain advantages that are needed that they know. And that's why you put them on your team and you really want to build yourself a good team. And for me, it's all about trust first. I need to trust you before I can do business with you. Right. So once I build that relationship and I see that trust is there and I see that you know what you're doing. Okay. Let's, let's think about adding you to the team. And, and that's what a lot of people miss because sometimes it is in the beginning, just you or just you and your partner. And you're like, well, I can just go learn this thing and save money. Mm, but you're going to spend more time, which right. is now costing you money versus right. just hiring a person who knows how to do that thing, who can do it like that and bring that skill set to the table so that you can keep moving forward. Because a lot of times people want to get to these big lofty places, but you can't do it cutting corners because it can be very expensive to go cheap. Yeah. And that whole thing too of, um, you know, and I think, again, when there's a, a lack of, of trust or even a lack of faith that the resources aren't there, people try to learn everything. Mm -hmm. And then before you get to the place where you can really get it done, you're so worn out. 
right. you know, trying to trying to do now again, sweat equity is what it is. Like you said, you got to be the janitor. You got to be, you know, that and that's for a period of time. But like, OK, are you the graphic artist? Are you the website designer? Are you are you also the tax person? And it's like you're going you're going to be everything, <laughs> you know, when all these other skills are out there to, to allow you to be to remain focused. So um, another question is along this journey. What have you observed as the impact? Like, what are your what are your kids learning from watching all this? They're learning that they can do whatever they want to do, whatever they choose to work hard at, they can accomplish. Um, they see it firsthand, you right. know. Yeah. And I have them in the shop sometimes, helping out, you know, learning stuff. Um, so yeah, whatever they want to do, they they see that it could be done. And, and, and for me, that's a big deal because our two younger daughters, they don't have to look to uh, Oprah or Beyonce. Nothing is wrong with them, but they can just look to their mom and see, okay, I remember when mom didn't have a bakery and now I remember when she does. So they'll see the steps from, we used to be out of the living room and now we got this store and now we have a second and third and fourth for whatever God has for us, multiple stores. And I seen this thing. So for them, they get firsthand experience to see it can be done because I saw my mom and dad do it, you know, so, so that's, that's the big thing for me. So is there so again, you keep kind of touching on this. So there's there's a vision for more. Cake lady locations that we're doing. Well, yes, there is. Um, yeah. We just have to, you know, get through some things and uh, build our staff again. And then, you know, go from there. I'm about to say, commercial real estate is about to get real inexpensive. <laughs> you know, Fed rates are low. Banks going to be looking at loan money. I'm just saying, it could be. You yeah, know, and that's, that's the goal. We have our own building, you know, um, that's ours and not, not renting from anyone else, you know, to own the bricks. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and so, would that be multi purpose where you run the business, but you can also teach and how? Talk to me about that yeah. vision. Yes. So we do want it um, because we were thinking at one time to get another location that wasn't too far from the shop where I can just teach because teaching at the bakery, I have to do it on a, um, like a Sunday or Monday when we're closed, you know. Um, but the goal is to have the shop run like a well-oiled machine, not depending on me. So then I can therefore go out and start teaching. That's what I really want to do right now. Okay. So again, so we talked a little bit earlier about the role of sort of creativity and that expression. So, you know, I'm a, I saw, you know, as a musician, um, I know how important that is, but I also find that just creative expression, just in my work, even in my corporate work, um, I find ways to, to be creative. And so you kind of came upon this and I think, you know, you said you saw some things, didn't realize, Oh, I didn't realize they were getting down like this in terms of cake decoration. And then you said, whatever you see, you can replicate in a cake. So just talk to me about your creative process. How do you take something from your imagination and actually have it show up? Right. And while you're talking, I'm going to actually I'm going to show some of your show some of your work. Um, I'm going to take myself off the screen. I'm no longer important. Yeah. So I just go for it. Um, I like to carve. I like 3D figures. So sneaker cakes those are like one of my favorite types of cakes to do um anything that looks realistic 
I like. Then the Mickey Mouse, that was a challenge. You know, I was nervous doing it, but sculpting his face and bringing him together. You know, at the end, when you stand back and look and say, wow, my hands made this. And not only does it look good, but it tastes even better. You know, that's it's very rewarding. But yeah, like you just you say you just jump in there. I do you really? I mean, that's like that's like even this, like this is craziness to me. Like when, who, who sees okay, this? So the customer sent and said they wanted a corn on a cop cake. I got very excited. I love food cakes. They're like the best because you could get really creative with those. You know, um, like I said, sneaker cakes are like my number one and then food cakes. That's nice too, but that's not as challenging for me. You know, so the ones that are now I told you, I learned how to carve first before doing a regular sheet cake. So before doing a regular round birthday cake that just says happy birthday, that was the hardest thing for me to do. But if you gave me a 3D figure and said, make this cake into a house that looks like this, I could do it. You know, schools have hired me to make a replica of their school. And that was is so exciting because I'm just naturally creative, you know, and so being a D personality, I'm one of those people that like the creativity just excites me. So I love to do my research on it. Okay, how am I gonna, that was cute too, the tear cakes, but you know, it was round and you did a find the work. I like that. This one I like too, I'm like, well, no, I, I like them all, but I'm like, okay, there's something that's going on here. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know why, or I don't know how you, and it, I, it just kind of cracks me up. It's like, I just, you know, I learned how to carve before like, it, it's still like I just love how you make it sound so simple. Like like maybe I could go upstairs and do it. I know <laughs> I can't go upstairs and and, and what carve. Is I realized that it was a God given talent. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. So it wasn't something that came hard for me. You know, it was like wow, this is something that God put in me, and now I'm just realizing it, and now it's starting to come out. So it wasn't like a big, you know, yeah. some people just naturally have it. Then others have to be taught, taught, taught. And I was one of those people that was blessed to have that talent. And, and I guess, Jerry, the easiest way to explain it is you just said you're a musician. So mm -hmm. music comes easy for you. You could probably hear something and you can just go back and play it. You come up with songs and create songs out of nowhere. And people are like, well, how do you do that? It's right. just and you'll just be like, it's just something I do. Same thing with her creative gift. It's just something she can do. Now, sometimes you will get stuck. Yeah. Just like with anything, you know, but you learn it, you move past yeah. it over that hurdle and you keep going. Yeah. Like these, these are just flat out amazing. Right. And again, there's, there's, there's skill. Clearly you have a skill, but again, there's just, this is all creative expression, right? This is, you know, this has got to be very satisfying for you to do this type of. It, it type is. Of and it's, it's peaceful. It's like, um, like therapy for yeah, me. It's very therapeutic. Yes. You know, the stressful part comes with running the business, right. but the designs are fun. So how how often? This was great too. Um, Thank you. That's just okay. I got you, but <laughs> but um. How often are you able to be around for like the reveal? Because as I'm I'm going through all the photographs, I'm like, I know when this person saw this cake, they cried. I know that they it it, it had to be emotional because someone has found a way to capture 
their essence or you know you know what i mean so how often do you get to be around for the reveal not often not often um they don't see me a lot in the shop because i'm working i'm doing these cakes in a different um, area of the shop and so they'll either write in give us a review or my customer service rep will tell me like she cried she says she's not cutting the cake at all at the party they're they go to the market and buy another cake to serve to their guests and they they don't want to cut the cake that now here they're often like i'm not cutting this cake and i'm like you just paid 250 dollars <laughs> cut the cake let the people eat the cake <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second too um so i and i think you mentioned me before some people freeze them and and hold on to them and that sort of thing. But again, this is artistic work. People are, I'm, I'm, I hope getting, you know, I hope you ain't going too cheap on the prices, but you know, that's, but um, so how, how competitive is this sort of creative cake space that you're in? It has gotten very competitive over the last few years. When I first started, not quite, um, because people just weren't doing cakes um, the way that we were, even other bakeries weren't. But now, you know, you have all the cake shows, cake balls, and all of that. So no one wants a regular sheet cake anymore. If they do get a sheet cake, it's to hide it in a bag and bring the slices out individually. They don't let people see it because they want this amazing masterpiece to sit, you know, on the table. Like the cake is the centerpiece now of the party, whether it be a baby shower, anniversary, a birthday party. You know, for first birthdays, you have to see the extravagant cakes we do for first birthdays and baby showers. I'm like, what are you going to do when they turn 16? <laughs> like, you know, saving the, the grandeur, you know, for a later date is like now. So right. it has become very competitive. One thing that um, I think we stand out because, again, our cakes look good and they taste good. Now, that was a struggle for me in the beginning. I'm going to be honest with you. I had the skill set, but the baking part was something I had to learn, you know, to learn recipes. And my husband will tell you, I will have a table full of burnt chocolate cupcakes crying. <laughs> like, I can't get it right. You know, I just can't get it right. But, you know, it was it was a learning um, process. And right. baking is a science. You right. leave that thing in there one minute too long and it's a wrap. This is dry and everything else, you know? So moving from the house to actual storefront, like my husband said, it was certain um, recipes I had to take off the menu until we learned. I had to take off the pound cake, had to take off the red velvet until we learned how to use the stoves and learned the correct temperatures for those, you know, commercial um, equipment. Right. So, and it made me just think about too, from one of your, interviews at the uh was it the pistachio cake is that the yeah. green one that was yes. like it's like a big seller yes it's the number one seller and it has been for the past two years wow what does that taste <laughs> i can't even imagine so good the it's story amazing. behind it my girlfriend the first day was it the first day we opened up mm -hmm. yes the first day we opened my girlfriend came to help and she bought this cake and it had aluminum foil over top of the pan and she said neat i want you to cut this out and put it in the front and let people taste it. And I pulled the aluminum foil back and I was like, what is this? You know, and I left it in the kitchen. It did not look appealing. It was not, I didn't want to try that cake. And halfway through the day, she said, you still haven't tried my cake. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. 
by the end of the day, she said, I'm taking this cake out. And I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait. Before you give it to anybody, I have to try it. Let me try it. I was so reluctant. When I tried that cake, I was like, girl, how did you make this cake? And she gave me the recipe. She gave me the recipe and I put the cake out and I had to convince people because again, it didn't look good. And then what I did was I turned it into, we started doing it in the bunk cake version. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my God, I love it. And so what I would do is I would just cut it all up and leave it out for samples and make sure our customers tried it. And now everybody, you should see how many um, pistachio cakes we have to bake for the holidays, for Christmas, for Thanksgiving. Wow. You know, we're just like, people just walking in buying three, four at a time, five at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, they're really good. Wow. Okay. So I guess next time I'm in, I'm in Philly, which could be in the next you want. couple weeks, huh? Oh, well, if you're going to be here, sure. I said, we'll ship you one. But if you're coming to Philly, oh, well, well listen, I, I would tell you if you did, don't send it USPS because they are asleep on the job right now. Man, good Lord. Amazon can get stuff here. FedEx can. UPS can. You know, the Postal Service, like, nah, we, we good. We'll get to you. I got a package now. I just, I can't even think about where it is. But yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. You can, you okay. know. Because and then I also saw one of my favorites. Actually, I made these last Christmas. The uh, the small kind of pineapple upside down cakes. Yes. Oh God, so good. Yeah, we have to, we have to figure this out when this is <laughs> when this is over with. I'm trying to keep my COVID situation in check, but you know, <laughs> and and how do you guys not like gain fifty pounds eating this stuff? Well, I no longer bring it home. I don't bring home anymore. You know, because we were tearing it up. You know, but I'm like, no, you know, in moderation, everything yeah. in moderation. So, right. you know, when a kid comes to the shop, they could get a cupcake or something. And that's it. Right. So be- before we uh, before we wrap, I, I want to say thank you guys so much for sharing your story and being so transparent. I think people are going to get a lot from this. Right. This is the part they don't see. They just think they see you, you know, show up, you know, and, and think that you just, you know, a success just because you want to be and you put the work in. Uh, so I appreciate you guys sharing your story. So, uh, my final two questions, one would be, what is the least favorite activity that you have to do as a business owner? For me, I would say my least favorite activity is, um, hmm, I can't really say it's my staff because we're like family. I don't know. My least favorite, because he does all my least favorite. <laughs> he yeah. does all so, the things so I want to do in the business. He does. Wow. I run the day-to-day operations. Um, I run the staff, do uh, one-on-one with the customers, the emails and all of that. But everything that I don't like to do, he loves to do. And I turn it over to him. So what's your what's your favorite activity in the business? Interacting with the customers. Okay. Yeah, because so many customers started out as clients and became family. You know, it's more, I always say it's more than just cakes. They come in and they gravitate to us. They talk, they cry, we pray, we laugh. They sit there, you know, when we were allowed to have seating. They would just mm-hmm. come and sit for hours and talk. You know, so it's the the relationships that I built with my customers. Awesome. So, yeah. what what's the what's the biggest lesson 
And if someone is thinking about, ah, I think I want to do something. I got this dream. I got this vision. I got this goal. I got this business. I got this invention, whatever. What's the, what's the most valuable piece of information or advice that you would share with them? I would say go for it, but you definitely have to do your research. Like I said, do things in decency and in order. When you're running a business, make sure you do it with the spirit of excellence. Make sure you do it with integrity, but you have to do your research. Um, it's not just about your gift or your talent. You know, you have to look at the whole picture, you know, um, what it costs. You have to count up your costs before you go out there because a lot of people don't. They just say, oh, you know, I have this. I'm going to just do it. And they just go. They just go, you know, and don't take the time to really dig and, and make themselves knowledgeable. You know, get that knowledge under your belt before you just run with it. Right. Yeah, and, and, and to add to that, make sure you have enough reserves um, before you step out and do that. Because we've had so many people saying, oh, I'm going to just go quit my job right. because they may have had a really good two, three months, not recognizing that that two, three months might have been November and December when a lot of people are coming to you buying Christmas gifts or the holiday season is a big thing. What do your numbers look like during the summer months? What do your numbers look like during the fall or, or during the winter? You need to know that because you don't want to just go cutting off your main source of income because you had a couple of good months and you think it's always going to be like that. So that's our big thing is like really sit down, do a year's worth of calculations and like, am I going to have enough to cover everything for a year before I'm at, all right, I'm ready to just go tell my boss I'm out. So we, we've had that and we've actually done a couple of um, um situations like this where we were in front of a group of people and a, a, a lady said at the end, I'm so glad you said that because I was ready to get my two weeks. So we were like, yeah. okay, we're glad we were able to tell you that because people just think I had a good couple months. I can do it. Right. And I, th and I think too, people not understanding that, you know, there's a reason why, you know, most businesses fail within the first five years and it's under capitalization, right? They just don't, mm -hmm. they don't have the money that it takes to either keep their supplies coming in to be able to pay their employees to be able to promote the business you know and all those other things that go into it so you know again thankfully you guys have the wisdom to be able to make those you know um very well um i would say are very well articulated but were very well thought out types of decisions to help to keep you afloat so that said anitra how do how do people find you um they can go to our website for every occasion cakes.com they can social media on instagram it's philly cake lady on facebook it's the name of our business which is for every occasion because we are still um rebranding so we haven't changed the name yet so yeah if they just google either name they'll find us right and so do you really ship cakes or are you just going to send one to me no, we actually starting to ship um, bunt cakes, bunt cakes and cookies. We okay. can do, but not the specialty cakes or the banana pudding cakes or cheesecakes. But yes, I, uh, will yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't imagine that the specialty cakes travel no. well. They probably require supervision and assembly and all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff when you get there. But again, thank you guys so much for taking this time. Um, again, I, I just believe that a lot of what you shared is going to be helpful to the Pivot Play audience. You know, this is all about helping people shift, get into a new lane, being able to, to really discover and then execute on opportunity. It's my passion to help people do that. So thank you guys for enjoying my passion tonight and sharing your story.
But it was I, my pleasure and thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely.